I'm Kate Trinko. I'm John Pop. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Friday, June 23rd. Here are today's headlines. The Supreme Court Friday struck down Texas and Louisiana's legal challenge to a new Biden administration border policies that violate federal statutes and harm citizens in Texas and Louisiana, as the states argued. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill reports that all the Supreme Court justices besides Samuel Alito concurred in the opinion that Texas and Louisiana lack standing to challenge the new rules which the Department of Homeland Security promulgated in 2021. Texas and Louisiana argued that federal law requires law enforcement to arrest certain non-citizens upon their release from prison or entry of a final order of removal. But the new DHS rule only prioritizes the arrest and removal of non-citizens who are suspected terrorists or dangerous criminals who unlawfully entered the country recently. The states claim that these rules harm them by imposing extra costs by requiring them to continue to incarcerate or supply social services, such as health care and education, to non-citizens. On the merits, the district court found that the DHS guidelines were unlawful and vacated them, and the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals declined to stay the court's judgment. Justice Brett Kavanaugh delivered the court's opinion, and Chief Justice John Roberts joined it, along with Justices Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and Kentaji Brown-Jackson. Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote a concurring opinion in which Justices Clarence Thomas and Amy Coney Barrett joined. Barrett also wrote a concurring opinion, which Gorsuch joined. Hans von Flikowski, Senior Legal Fellow at the Heritage Foundation's Edwin Meese Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, commented on the ruling. The Daily Signal, of course, is Heritage Foundation's news outlet. Hans said, This opinion recognizes the constitutional limit on the power of the federal judiciary and state governments to remedy a reckless president in his policy of refusing to properly and vigorously enforce federal law. It is important to realize that this was a procedural decision based on a lack of standing, that is, the inability of the state governments to bring such a claim against the executive branch. The court was very careful to say, Hans added, that it was not ruling on the Biden administration lack of compliance with federal law. That is a major problem that can only be fixed by Congress and potentially voters through the election process. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland is denying allegations by a whistleblower that the FBI, Justice Department, and the IRS interfered with U.S. Attorney David Weiss's investigation into the president's son, Hunter Biden, according to Fox News. Let's take a listen to what Garland said on Friday via the RNC Research's Twitter. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. Uh, I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, uh, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. 
Garland's comments came just a day after the House Ways and Means Committee released testimony from two IRS whistleblowers who alleged officials at the Justice Department, FBI, and IRS interfered with the investigation, Fox News reports. Also on Thursday, the Washington Free Beacon reported that photographs that are on Hunter Biden's laptop show he was at his dad's home in Wilmington, Delaware, on the same day he invoked the president's name in a text message on July 30th, 2017. The younger Biden sent a message while sitting next to his father, according to the Beacon, to an official named Henry Zhao, who worked with the Chinese company CEFC Energy, and said that we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. The Washington Free Beacon also notes that the text message became public on Thursday when Congress made public testimony from an IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, who obtained the message during his investigation of Hunter Biden's various tax crimes. Tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary of the Supreme Court's ruling in the Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization case, which ultimately overturned Roe v. Wade. Since last June, 25 states have taken action to protect life. Today, about half the states across America have taken action to pass laws protecting the unborn. States like Alabama, Idaho, and Oklahoma have banned abortion in nearly all cases. The Daily Signal's Mary Margaret Olihan sat down with Oklahoma Senator James Lankford, a Republican, ahead of the anniversary. The Oklahoman noted that pro-abortion advocates had dramatically predicted that if Roe were overturned, the whole world would end if children lived, that women would be in danger. Instead, Lankford said, Americans are now engaged in a real dialogue on what the value of every child is. We're in the middle of a national dialogue right now, and a year into it, uh, it's still not a resolved issue. Uh, some people said, you know, if the row is overturned, then abortion ends the next day. Well, everyone finds out that's not true. This is still a heart issue. It's still a life issue. And it's still something that people need to be able to have continual dialogue to say, OK, where are we as Americans, as individuals and as a nation? What, what do we think about children? Are they disposable or are they valuable? In other life-related news, former vice president and 2024 presidential candidate Mike Pence said every other Republican candidate should get behind a 15-week abortion ban. On Friday, Pence said abortion law in the United States is more aligned with China and North Korea than with Western nations in Europe. So I want to say from my heart, every Republican candidate for president should support a ban on abortion before 15 weeks as a minimum nationwide standard. Pence delivered the remarks at the Faith and Freedom Coalition's Road to Majority Conference in Washington, D.C. The North Carolina legislature has passed a bill that would prevent transgender athletes from competing on the sports team that aligns with their newly adopted gender identity. This is according to The Hill. The bill passed on a 62-43 vote on Thursday. North Carolina governor, he's a Democrat, Roy Cooper, is expected to veto the bill, but will likely be overridden by the state legislature that bully vulnerable children because they know these decisions should be left to schools, parents, and sports associations. Tammy Fitzgerald is the executive director of the North Carolina Values Coalition and supporter of the legislation. Fitzgerald told the AP, women and girls who train for countless hours and years in their sports will have a level playing field and their opportunities will be protected if this legislation becomes law. In April, the U.S. House of Representatives passed the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act in a 219 to 203 vote. Not a single Democrat voted for the legislation, while not a single Republican voted against it. 
And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us this Monday morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Virginia Allen will be sitting down with the Heritage Foundation's Cully Stimson to discuss his new book that he co-authored with Zach Smith, also of the Heritage Foundation, titled Rogue Prosecutors, How Radical Soros Lawyers Are Destroying America's Communities. Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and a review. We read all your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all Monday. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.